And I tell you, you know, the one thing, the one thing I've noticed, like Facebook, if someone goes out on the, on the open Facebook and says something like, I'm looking for a coach, here come the Hawks, right? right. It's like uh, seagulls on a French fry. Dizman's Radio, episode 928, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by a good cup of coffee. And uh, where do you get a good cup of coffee? I would argue you can get a really good cup of coffee at home in the comfort of your own kitchen with Diz Runs Coffee. Yes, somehow I have my own coffee. I'm still not, I, I mean, I know how it works, but it still kind of boggles the mind that we have our own coffee around here. Um, but uh, one thing I've learned over the years, you know, sometimes you don't ask questions, you just go with it. And this is one of those instances. I'm not going to ask too many questions about how this works or why this works. When, when Joe from Siskin Roasters, I was like, hey, dude, you want, you want your own coffee? I was like, yes, I do. And bada boom, bada bam, small, small, small company, small business in, in America, roasting their own coffee beans, labeling it with Dizrun's coffee, sending it out to you, as many bags as you want, as much coffee as you need. Uh, we can we can get you hooked up. Uh, so if you want to support the show, because I get a little cut off of it, if you want to support Joe and his business, and most importantly, if you want to support your coffee habit, which let's not kid ourselves, a good cup of coffee is a good thing. Uh, Dizruns.com, Dizruns.com, goodness me, I can't even speak today. Dizruns.com slash coffee is the link. Uh, check it out. Order yourself a bag, three bags, five bags. Give it to give it to the friends. Give it to the family as gifts. Uh, because again, everybody can use a good cup of coffee, and uh, I, I stand by, stand behind the the work that Siskin Roasters do, uh, the coffee they produce, and uh, the fact that it's got my name on it. I mean, not gonna lie, that's kind of cool as well. So check it out, Dizruns.com/slash coffee. And now, without any further ado, let's dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while now, you'll recognize today's guest because he's making his third appearance on the show today, going for the old hat trick uh, today, which is uh, which is exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because since our last chat, uh, certainly, you know, it's, it's been a couple of years, almost almost three years, I think, if memory serves. So it's, it's been a minute, lots has changed. Uh, but in that time, I had a chance to actually meet him briefly in person, uh, which I'm sure we can talk about a little bit today. And also, uh, participate in his annual virtual race that he puts on every year. We can discuss that a bit today as well. Uh, and so obviously I'm looking forward to, to hearing a bit more about what he's been up to from other than the bits and pieces I've picked up over social media and some of our back and forth, but kind of dive deep a little bit uh, and kind of catch up over the last few years. So it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Ordinary himself, Scott Ricky, back to the show. Uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, apparently you're a glutton for torture, Scott, but we appreciate it. And welcome back for uh, round three. Thank, thanks so much for having me, Danny. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Marine Corps Marathon, that was now what, almost uh, almost two years ago. That was my flash with celebrity as running by. Denny Cray recognized me. He actually recognized me, picked me out of a crowd because uh, I was wearing the Ordinary Marathon shirt, I think. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was uh, a nice introduction for about 10 seconds and then you're off on your way. So you can actually, I will give you permission to remove 10 seconds from your finishing time that day. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> doesn't do anything. Doesn't doesn't move me anywhere in terms of personal records or anything like that. But hey, every every second in a marathon counts. That's for sure. It, the better bet would be, could we remove like the point seven seven miles extra that apparently I ran at Marine Corps, bobbing and weaving around people and all that kind of nonsense. Not to mention the puddles that you ran through. Well, that yeah, we did. We did. We, there was there was a, like a a duathlon element to that race as well. But anyway, <laughs> we we can discuss that more as we go. But I got to I got to do the house cleaning stuff here first before we get uh, too far off kilter. Uh, OrdinaryMarathoner.com is the website. It's it's a home base uh, of a lot of things that we'll be talking about today. So obviously we'll have things linked up in the show notes. But if you get lost, just go back to OrdinaryMarathoner.com. Uh, and you can find everything. The podcast is Ordinary Marathoner as well, which I've been on a couple of times. Uh, so you can go back through the archives and find me or just kind of catch up with where he is now. Just, I believe, just crossing the, the 400 episode mark, which yeah. puts him in pretty rarefied air, which is pretty awesome. Um, 
on the Twitters, if you want to connect with Scott there, at Ord, O-R-D, Marathoner is uh, his personal handle. And then uh, at OMF Charity is uh, a new handle, new, new something that we will definitely be discussing today. And if you want to catch up on previous iterations of our conversations, uh, disruns.com slash 336 was round one. Disruns.com slash 581 was round two. And then today's show notes will be at disruns.com slash 928. Disruns.com slash 928. All the links, all the things will be there as per usual. So Scott, uh, of the folks that have been on the show multiple times, yes. um, I think for the, for the most part, if I'm going to paint with the, the broadest of broad brushes, the answer to the introductory question has pretty much stayed consistent. You, my friend, were different the first time than you were the second time. And uh, I'm curious to see if the change has stuck, if you reverted back, or if you're going to go with a, with a third option. So clearly, we're going to still ask the same question and, and use that to start us off. And that's just to simply ask, at this point in whatever, where are we? March of 2021, Scott Ricky, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I got to tell you, I admire those who can focus on one distance for show after show. After. I don't, I don't, I, I cannot stay focused on that. I mean, we've been talking now four or five years. Um, geez. And, and, you know, I looked at your email before and I should have prepped myself for this question. Uh, I, you know, I've gotten into triathlon a lot. So I've been, I've been really focused on, on doing bikes, uh, doing my bike lately. Uh, I've kind of embraced cycling the last year or so. And the running is kind of taking a back seat. I would say for me right now in training, I've done a lot on, on the, a lot of work on the treadmill and I'm trying to kind of transition back now that it's into winter back outdoors. Um, my favorite distance is um, I think at this point in training, it's in this point where I am, it's just however long I can enjoy it. Mm. It's however long I go out and I say, all right, let's uh, you know, doing some work here, but uh, we're outdoors we're breathing the fresh air let's just go for a run and, and put the, put the watch away. And when it's all done, that's what it is. As long as I can enjoy it. Uh, I think that right now where I am in training and that's kind of like where I am with, with, with running in general. Um, just, I just like in going out and breathing the fresh air and enjoying it when I can. Uh, now that it's the winter is kind of ending. I'm not a winter runner. I am a treadmill runner. So I'm kind of done with it. Just right. being outside and, and being able to go out and, uh, you know, and, and enjoy the, the fresh air. That's right now. That's my favorite distance. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and you know what? I think that it could be easy to see that as something of a, of a quote unquote cop out kind of, of answer. <laughs> um, but I'm going to refuse to look at it that way because I think that, that too often some of us, maybe not, maybe not everybody, maybe some people are more evolved than I am, but too often some of us can get caught up in goals or I have to stick with this distance. I have to stick with this type of race, whatever, and, and can kind of lose sight of the fun and the joy and, and the enjoyment that ultimately, unless, uh, I mean, let's not, you know, split hairs, unless you're literally getting paid for your finish times, this is something that we do for fun. Even if you're competitive with yourself and you're trying to set PRs and things like that's all well and good. It still has to be fun. And so if, if you're at a point in life and, and whatever right now, where just, you know, whatever distance is fun today, like, that's maybe where we should all strive to be all the time. Yeah. And, you know, especially I think these days when, you know, I, I would, I talked this morning I'm on, on my podcast about, uh, we have a local race. It's the St. Patrick's day race, not happening for the second straight mm -hmm. year. Ironman Texas canceled yesterday. And you just don't know, you don't know what, when your next race is, you don't know, you know, you try to stay optimistic. You always, you know, if you're registered for a race, you got to train for it. So I'm registered mm -hmm. for a, for a 70.3 in July. Um, and there's two ways to look at it, right? You can be uh, sort of like, oh, Ironman Texas just canceled. There's no way my race is going to happen. And you just kind of fall off and you don't, you lose focus. Mm -hmm. Or you could, you know, say, all right, my race is still on. I got to pretend like this is going to happen because there's a chance that it might. Right. And uh, so you got to stay focused that way. And, and I think for me, especially, it's like, you don't, it's like almost like you've, we've entered this period where we don't know what our next race is. So we don't know what the distance is. It could be a half. It could be a full. It could be a 5K. It could, but we don't know if it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's hard to stay focused on one thing. You just enjoy running for running. Um, I, you know, I, I think in the last year or so, we've kind of had to divert to that. We've had to sort of say, all right, my races may not happen. But you know what? Especially for those of us who have experienced racing, you know, it's not always just about the race. It's about the training. It's about, you know, and, uh, you know, I, 
I hate saying the word journey because I think it's overused, but <laughs> it's it's about the journey, right? Everyone's got their own journey, but it is about the journey and it is about training. Uh, and there's a reason you do it. And it's not all for the medal. The, and the medal is a nice, it's a nice cap. It's a nice finish, um, but it's about the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and uh, it, it, it is tricky. I feel like we're in it. We're in a maybe as tricky of a time in forecasting races. Will they happen? Will they not? Um, maybe that we've been in, in the past year, because I, I feel like, you know, a year ago as we're recording this, we're like, I mean, I don't know what we are five days, eight days since the quote unquote official one year anniversary of, of the, the, you know, when it was declared a pandemic and, and things really started shutting down. Um, and I feel like, you know, if I, if I rewound the clock and it's, it's on tape. So if we, if we go back to the tape from episodes from a year ago, I, you know, I, I was pretty optimistic, I guess that by the, by the fall, you know, by, by, by the fall of 2020, like some races will be happening again. And, and clearly that, that turned out to be wrong. Um, but I feel like where we are now, I'm, starting I'm, I'm hedging my optimism a little bit like i think some of the smaller things will be able to happen certainly i mean at least down here in florida where we don't apparently believe in science and we just kind of do whatever we want to do anyway um you know so, some of the, the smaller races trail races like people are some of the races are kind of figuring out how they can then how they can be as safe as possible and obviously as the vaccine continues to come around uh, hopefully more and more races and 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 you know just life will be able to to start opening up again um, but how have you managed, I guess, the, the last year, Scott? I mean, obviously, it's been hard for everybody, no matter where you fall, politically, ideologically, whatever. Like, nobody's nobody's life hasn't been impacted uh, pretty pretty intensely, pretty pretty uh, dramatically in the past year. Um, but how have you kind of, you know, been able to manage running and life and everything in between over the last year or so? Yeah, you know, it's been hard. And especially like, you know, I know you're a coach too. So you have athletes that, that are preparing for big races. And it's really hard to kind of, you know, when your athlete comes to you and says, there's no way I'm going to race, but you have, you know, what's, it's like, what's worse, um, you know, to pretend like you're not going to race when your race is technically still, on, eventually it's going to change. Mm -hmm. Eventually the day is going to come where the races happen again. And you don't want it to be the day. You don't want that day to be the day that you were supposed to be on the starting line, ready to go. And you forgot to train because you figured there were, that your race wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part of it. But again, you know, I think the fact that you and I are sitting here talking like four or five years after the first conversation that we had, uh, it shows that, you know, you don't do this sport. You don't participate in the sport long term if you don't sort of embrace the lifestyle of training and, and, and really love it for what it does for you, for you as a person. It doesn't like you kind of have to embrace it as really as a lifestyle. So you know, you're not just the person who does a race or you're not just the marathon person. You're the person that runs. You're the person that uh, maybe you get up early, maybe, you know, whatever it is that defines you and, and, and becomes part of your life. You really have to embrace that. And I've kind of learned that. Um, and we've talked about this on prior podcasts. Like I was always sort of a goal oriented runner. I never did a marathon before. Let's let's knock that off. And then once I finished it, yeah, I wanted to run more, but it never really grabbed me and held my attention and focused after checking the box. Then I went to Ironman. I said, all right, let's do an Ironman. And I didn't bother with all the little short ones. I went right for the full and I finished that. And lo and behold, what happened? Training fell off again. I still wanted to do them in my brain. My brain's telling me, yes, you want to do it. Uh, but I checked the box. So it did, I could, the follow through was tough. And I think eventually what wound up happening was I just embraced it as a lifestyle, training as a lifestyle, uh, working out as a lifestyle. Um, Zwift has been a godsend for me, uh, which I'm sure you're, you're probably familiar, but it's an online cycling community and it's also running. Um, that is, you basically, it's like a video game practically, but it's training, it's legitimate training on a video. And there's other, there's other uh, systems out there that, that, that you can use, but um, being able to embrace that and to be able to sort of take that racing environment and that training environment and bring it indoors uh, when you can't go out you know, because of COVID restrictions or because you can't race and, and you want to try to encapsulate that feeling other ways. It's been a godsend for me um, to be able to do that. But I think ultimately it just comes down to, do you want to be the person that runs or do you want to do something else? And that's fine too. Mm -hmm. It's just, if you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of choose your poison and adopt the, the lifestyle. And that has kind of gotten me through COVID the last year. And I think ultimately that's gonna, that's gonna lead to me being in the long term a better racer, a better runner, a better triathlete. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I've, I've seen some folks that, that really struggled where they were more of kind of what you were, were getting at 
and how you were and how frankly I was as well, kind of in the earlier days of my running life where, you know, it was about races and it was about, you know, the, the, whether it's checking the box, moving up longer distances, chasing PRs. Like if I didn't have a race on the calendar, I wasn't training. I mean, yeah. flat out. Um, and then over the last probably four or five years, I've really gotten to be more of, like you said, the guy who, the guy who runs and, and yeah, I'll run a race once in a while, but like, whether or not I'm, I've got a race signed up, like I'm going to get my, you know, my regular routine. I'm going to get my miles in each week. Um, and I feel like the, the, and maybe this is me talking out of the tuchus, which is what happens more often than not on the show anyway. Um, but, but the folks that are kind of in more of that mindset, like, yeah, we were all bummed out, disappointed, frustrated, wishing that we had the option at least to run races. Um, but able to kind of keep on keeping on. And those that are really more in that kind of, I like to have a race to train for really struggled. So you mentioned kind of coaching, which is something that's on my list. Cause I don't believe you were coaching the last time we talked, but something that you've, you've gotten into since then. Um, and we can backtrack to that story at, at some point, but as, as a coach, how, how, how did you work through some of your, your athletes that were struggling more or, or what did you kind of, you know, cause I know there's still folks right now that are, that have maybe, they're starting to get back on track because there's that light, hopefully at the end of the tunnel that races might be back again, but then it gets frustrating because gosh, I haven't hardly run in the last year. And you know, it's, it's, I've lost a lot of fitness. I'm a lot slower than I, than I have been. So how, how have you been working as a coach and, and helping your athletes or, you know, what are some of the examples that you've, that you've gone through in the past year on that front? Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's been strange. Um, and everyone's different. Right. And I know, you know, I mean, there's no serious, I don't have like a necessarily a cookie cutter approach. I don't have like a, uh, an approach where it's like, do these workouts. And if you don't do them, well, they're not going to change for next week. Everything's adaptable and changeable and it goes athlete to athlete. So, you know, it's also, I think there's certain art to coaching too, where, you know, you know, you know, the athlete who you can challenge, right. And you know, the athlete who you can say, Hey, uh, I see a lot of red on your schedule. You've missed three workouts last week. Um, what's your problem? Like, like, (laughs) you know, pick it up, let's go. And then there's the athlete who you might say the same exact thing to, and they will recoil and, and they will dig a hole and they won't show up the next week. Um, so it's athlete to athlete dependent, but, um, you know, we did, we had some successes last year. I had one client do her first, uh, Olympic distance, uh, triathlon, and she just had such a great success. And it was just, you know, it was nice to kind of grab that little bit. It must've been, and I don't even remember the day, but it was like, it was Oklahoma. So it's kind of like a more open state and it's, um, you know, it was a smaller race but she got it done. So it's nice to kind of feel that, that success for like a a brief moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's, you know, it's more, you know, I had one athlete say to me, like, you know, some people are asking me like, why do I do this when there's no races? And it's like, well, you just like being the person that likes to go out on your bike on a Saturday and ride for three hours. What's wrong with that? Like what's wrong. And either that, or you can sit in front of Netflix for three hours and, you know, which is like kind of, you know, that's sort of, my backup, right. It's like, I can either be outside today and, and in the fresh air and ride my bike for a few hours. And if you're training hard, that's fine. And if you're just out riding for enjoyment, that's fine. Um, but you can be that person. And just uh, when I think of that, it's almost like a simple choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to be the person on my couch watching like, uh, you know, season six of Outlander, which I think they're only on season five. Or do, <laughs> or do I can't I, fact uh, check you, but certainly somebody can fact check you on that one. <laughs> you know, or, or do I want to be outside doing things? And, and, you know, especially if you have kids, it's like, you know, you want to set an example, you want to, you know, you don't want to be, you know, it's like you're going to sit in front of the TV and watch eight episodes in one day. And then you you wonder why your kid's on her iPad all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to set the example. You got to, you know, so it's, I think a lot of us find it very easy to stay inside and, and not, you know, and, and, and not get the work done. Uh, but if you make the choice to, to participate in the sport and to achieve certain things, um, it's not, it's not success missed. It's just success delayed. Right. You know, it's just delayed. It's just, and the success is in the, you know, is in the, is in the ride there. I was going to use the J word again, but I don't like that one. Uh, <laughs> success, is, success is in the, is in the ride, is in the ride there. It's in the, you know, it's in the, it's on the road, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um it's the trip. It's not the, it's not all the metal. It's not all the finish. Those days are nice. And those days are wonderful. And those day, days can bring tears of joy um, as they have for me many times, but uh, it's just delayed. It's mm-hmm. success delayed. It's not success missed. I, I don't know. No, I think that, that that's, that's perfect. And I also think that today's drinking game will be how many different ways can we say the J word without saying the J word, but um, <laughs> cause apparently that's something that's bubbled up the last few weeks of the show is that I, 
may repeat myself a bit too often on certain episodes and then those become the drinking game situation. But anyway, um, you're right. Like, like, you know, it, it, yes, you didn't get a chance to, to measure yourself on race day, you know, it, it, whatever your goal race was for last September or last October or whatever it was. Um, but if you keep doing the work and, and able to, to just continue to train, continue to get more fit, continue to do good quality workouts, um, that success will come because you're going to get that measurement stick eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later, but eventually it's, it's going to come again. Um, and, and I know one thing that I was saying, you know, a year ago, or, or maybe, uh, maybe not quite a year ago, but when it really was like, all right, this is going to take a while is like, you know, you could be setting yourself up for some just giant PRs because you're not racing four times in a 12 month window, you're racing once. And so you're getting 12 months worth of work, which can really compound itself, you know, again, if, if all goes well and, and you're staying healthy and doing that, those types of things. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully your, your athletes will really get a chance to, to throw down pretty soon and, and see some, some huge successes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, consistency, we do a lot of testing too. We do, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, uh, we do some run testing, we do some bike testing, we do some swim, you know, so it's all, uh, you can have sort of without, without the race setting, you can have successes, right. Uh, you know, if someone does an FTP test on the bike and they, they increase by it, you know, by a bunch, it's like, Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, training, we've been using the term training works, you know, right. when you have that success, Hey, guess what? Training works. And it does. And if you, if you stay consistent with it, you, you know, you'll find success. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, kind of hinted at this, but I, I'm not going to let it go now to going back into where, where did the, where did the coaching bug come from? Cause you know, again, back when we were talking before, I, I don't remember that being on the radar and then all of a sudden it, it was. So, so how did that come about? Well, actually, you know, the, here's the funny part. And this is, is that if you listen, went back and listened to some of our old podcasts on your podcast, I don't know that we discussed it, but when I had you on, on my podcast, I did, I asked you for advice. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember. I remember that. Um, yeah. And I remember your advice being, you know, to, to not try to be somebody else to, to coach, to be yourself, you know, to, to be, and actually valuable advice. Cause when you start, it's, um, you know, you get, you get a manual, you get a bit, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to kind of just go in and, and give your clients that. But, you know, I, I try to just be myself and I try to, you know, I be exactly the advice that you gave. Uh, the bug came, I've always coached, uh, you know, I, I coached my, my, my kids sports. I coached, um, I used to coach high school football when I got a, when I, when I was, when I actually lost my job back in 2005, uh, one of the best, it was one of the best things I'd ever done. Um, the most fun I've ever had, uh, you know, to the point where I'm like, it's one of my, Oh, maybe I should have done that as a career, you know, mm-hmm. going out of college. Um, but I always love coaching. I always love, you know, um, working with an athlete one-on-one to kind of, uh, to set goals and to reach goals. It's just, it's a fun thing to do. It's just, it's an amazing thing to do. Um, and you know, I, I actually, I got laid off. My, my firm moved away and they moved to a different city and, and, um, my daughter, I split custody with her mother. So Mm -hmm. she was here and I was like, you know what? I can't go. I got to stay here. And so when I, when I left that job, I was like, you know, maybe I'll start coaching. And my wife, and I looked it up and and there was a coaching certification class in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So like across the country from me, I'm in Massachusetts and, uh, and my wife gave me the green light to go. It was that weekend. And when the, the wife gives you the green light to go over a weekend to do the, something like that, you don't even ask twice. You just do it. Uh, so I did it and I came back and I tried to set her, I tried to do everything right. You know, I tried to, uh, I tried to learn the right way. I tried to apply the things that I've learned. And you, and you know, with podcasts, it's like, I started this, I started running in 2014, but you start doing a podcast and you start interviewing people. You learn more by accident. You know, about running, about triathlon, you learn more by accident than you can by sitting there reading a book. Um, but I read some of the books I did, I, and I started, you know, making some connections. Uh, I trained my wife and her friend to Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, and they, you know, they both had success. I trained my friend Joe to New York City Marathon shortly after that. He had some, some success. Uh, and then I just started getting some clients and, you know, now, now it's a, uh, now it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's the thing and it's fun and we talk all the time um you know i uh i i don't like i i i see it so many times where when when i see coaches in their uh and their pricing list it's like oh you you pay me this but you can only call me once a week or you can only call me and i'm like 
Like, no, like I am open 24 seven, you know, it's just you, if you were, if you're out at two in the morning and you're contemplating a race and you text me, chances are my phone's going to ring and I might, you know, I will probably respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the only time I don't respond is when the two-year-old needs to go to bed. Um, but you know, <laughs> all hands on deck at that moment. Right. Then it's like, uh, you know, but still it's, um, it's a, it's a real important relationship, I think. And it's important to have somebody there when, you know, I had a client last yesterday. Oh, it's raining today. And it's really, you know, it's really, it's pouring and I, I can't go out and what should I do? Well, all right, let's circle, circle up and change, change the plan. What can you do? What is available? What is, can you run in the inside? Can you swim inside? Can you, you know, and we put it together and he had a, a pretty productive day. So um, it's fluid. It's, it's, and, and making these relationships with people and then watching them succeed. I, I don't know. Is there anything better? Right. That's, that's pretty awesome. Feeling? Yeah. It's, a, it's like almost being a parent, right? When your kid succeeds, it's like, it's like you were just, and granted, you're not doing the work, they're doing the work, but that's that camaraderie and that teamwork to kind of get that person there and just kind of leading them in the right, right, right way is, uh, it's tremendously satisfying. Mm-hmm. I've definitely felt like my accomplishments, like I don't, not that I don't care about them, but like, I'll take an at you know one of the athletes I coach I'll take them PR and over me PR and any day of the week and twice on Sunday like that that's means way more to me than like my like my goals like whatever like I, I feel like I'll get like I don't mean whatever like I'm dismissive of them like I'm gonna get there but I'm not worried about the day-to-day as much as I am about their day-to-day their success yeah. um, have you have you found similar absolutely and I'll give you a perfect example yesterday was I my training said I was supposed to run yesterday um, I had a client who missed their bike ride over the weekend and uh, she's a teacher. She has spring break this week. And uh, so she missed her bike ride and she's like, you know, I'm thinking about doing my, my, my ride today, but uh, it's like 25 degree, uh, 25 mile an hour winds. And she's got issues with balance. So um, she was going to go out on the bike. She's like, I really want, I, I don't want to do it indoors, but I'm like, and I just changed my plan. I said, all right, you and I are going to ride indoors and we're going to go after it let's go, you know, let's, let's find a time. And we did, we sat on the bike and we, and we rode. So basically I took my training, which was supposed to be a run. And that took a back seat mm-hmm. to the, which I, to be honest, I love, I love the opportunity to be able to do that. And with technology these days, the way it is, it's like, yes, I can coach someone. I, I have a client, I had a client in, in Nova Scotia. I had a client mm-hmm. in Tijuana, uh, you know, but with technology, we can all get together and kind of, uh, you know, it's an open discussion. It's, it's basically, it's, it's as good as it can be without actually being there. Yeah. Yeah. The technology is fantastic. I think, I think that right now, and now I'm going to have to rack my brain before I say something and get myself in trouble. But I think right now is like the, one of the few times in my coaching life that I've been exclusively, all of my athletes live in the United States. Like I've always had somebody that was outside of the country and just, you know, kind of how it shakes out one reason or another exchange rates or lack of races or, you know, whatever this, that, and the other. Um, I don't have anybody and I've almost always had somebody that's not even North America. I've had you know Canadian people, folks, uh, fairly regularly, but it, I've had folks in Africa, and I've had folks in Asia, and I've had folks in Europe, uh, and South America, and like and Australia. I mean, like literally, I, I, except for Antarctica, of course. I'm still still waiting for my first native Antarctican uh, to sign up. But uh, yeah, the technology and and the connection and 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 the opportunity to just kind of you know learn from folks in different parts of of the world. Because like you said you know, talking to people on the podcast, you learn a lot talking to, to runners that you're interacting with on a, on a daily, weekly, regular basis, uh, able to, to learn a lot as well. Um, so, so that's going well. And, and I would imagine, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but like probably having the podcast going kind of helped kind of get things going because you had people that were listening to you, people that knew you, you know, that whole no like and trust situation. So you're like, Hey, put it out there on the podcast. Like I'm getting into coaching a little bit. Anybody want to uh, come on board? Uh, that, that had to kind of help springboard things a little bit. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny where when when people come out of the woodwork and and you know, there's a couple people that are they were like, you know, uh, that I, I've seen them in the group and they, sometimes they comment once in a while or they post their race or they post their run, um, but you never know what they really think of you, right? You never know, <laughs> you never they're just listening, they're just entertained or whatever. But then they they come out of the woodwork and and it's like and you get those messages, and I tell you, you know, the one thing, the one thing I've noticed like Facebook, if someone goes out on the on the open Facebook and says something like, I'm looking for a coach here come the Hawks, right? It's right. like uh, seagulls on a French fry. It's, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's, and so I've always tried to make it, uh, that first conversation should be the easiest conversation you've ever had. And you need to lay out the things that you want to accomplish and 
you need to hear the way I kind of my philosophy and the way I treat athletes. And, and if you think, you know, if you think that you need someone down your throat every day uh, and just yelling and screaming at you, that's probably not me. Uh, <laughs> if you think you're going to need someone who's really lenient and, and is going to give you, you know, tons of days off and, and be like, and just wants to kind of hold your hand a little bit, like that's probably not me. I'm kind of in that middle. I do have a range of, you know, of, of, you know, I, I'm, I try to be, uh, engaging. I try to be motivational and I try to keep people on track. And yes, if you miss workouts, I will come and, and, and find you, um, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun when people, you know, it, it, that, that, that conversation, that first conversation is so important. And they, the way you get, I mean, a lot, of, I've had a lot of those conversations uh, and I've gotten a lot of people through the podcast for sure, as I'm sure you have too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of the podcast, uh, like you said, still going, still going strong. Although looking a little different of late, at least a lot more solo episodes than uh, than interviews. Which I mean, you know, you, you adjust, you, you do what you got to do. Um, kind of uh, as much as you want to get into it. Of course, we don't need to, yep. to to dive too deep if you don't want to. But you know, how's the podcast going? How, like like kind of you know why why the kind of the shift to the uh, solo episodes more more than that, and, and hopefully still enjoying it though. Yeah, you know, I've I've always loved it, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. And I do, I actually, I love having guests guests on. It's one of my favorite things. Um, we have been diverting a lot of attention here towards some other things. We've um, we started our own foundation, our, our own charity, and uh, and I got to tell you, if you've never done something like that before, it is a it is practically a full time job. It is, and we have we have some really smart people behind, you know, behind things, behind the, the scenes, kind of working on it and getting things together because we don't want this to be like a, you know, here today, gone tomorrow charity. We want this to be a long lasting, something that makes a, a, a big impact on communities and in the running community. We don't, this isn't a fly by night oper- operation. This is a, this is in it for the long haul. Um, and it's taken us the good part of a year to get it up and running with hard, hard work behind it and a lot of research. And, um, that in itself has kind of taken me away. And, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Uh, guests are wonderful and they're great. And, and sometimes you, you get on the podcast and there's sound issues. <laughs> and so <laughs> maybe, we had maybe like today, today. <laughs> maybe, maybe like what happened earlier this morning uh, or, you know, or, or how, you know, you have to reschedule the rescheduling and then, you know, it's the, it's the editing uh, you edit yourself. I edit myself. Um, and I, you know, I don't like putting out subpar subpar, you know, when I, and it's not, you might not even notice that it's subpar, but it's like when I know, I know when I don't do the editing right. And I know when I don't, when I miss something and I'm kind of like, just not paying any mind. Uh, And it just became, you know, it became a little bit much. I started talking to some of the listeners and they were like, you know what we missed is, is there, I went through a stretch of time when I was training for Ironman where I I did a podcast daily, a solo podcast, just me daily. And, and they, they missed that. My listeners missed that. And they miss the updates on training because I'm just talking to, to other people and I'm not really talking about my own personal training yet. They see what I do because they're on the page mm-hmm. and it's almost like they like the idea of us being a community um, where we can kind of share on the podcast, the things that we do and the things that we, that we, you know, and you know, I admire your newsletter by the way, because you're able to come up with something, a new topic to discuss. And you know how hard that is <laughs> to come up with a new topic all the time. Um, well, I kind of get behind the mic and some days I don't have any idea what I'm going to talk about, but that's, I think my, I, I just goes in whatever direction it, it goes. Right. Um, and apparently, you know, I know in the beginning, one of the reasons why I had guests was cause I couldn't talk to myself on the microphone. I had, this was a, this was a diff- difficult thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sit here in front of my, and just talk by myself. And, and now, now I can talk to myself forever. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes, but, yeah. I think that's the, the curse of the podcaster is you just get to where, you know, no, no dead air, right? No dead air. Just fill it, fill it, open your mouth. Just let, let things fall out. But then the problem is, is people listen to the things that fall out and then they call you on stuff and you're like, but I didn't say that, but it's on tape. So then, you know. <laughs> right. You can't say it. Right. And, uh, you know, I think we've all had moments like that where you just, you know, uh, maybe you say something that either you didn't mean, or it gets taken the wrong way, or maybe it doesn't sound the way you want it to sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, you know, I, I am, I am the king of, uh, all right, let's cut it and start all over. <laughs> you know, let's trash this last 20 minutes. I've been talking to myself and start all over. Uh, I'm definitely the king of that, but, um, yeah, it, it you know, it, it's satisfying still. And I, I love doing it and I still love having guests on and I, we will return to having guests, Right now, we're just kind of going through this period where the foundation just started. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And we just started, you know, uh, we, we just launched um, in, in the beginning of March. We raised over $3,000 for the charity. We have a lot of things planned. And um, and now we're going to head towards our, you know, you mentioned the Ordinary Marathon, our virtual race. We've got a lot of plans for the race. It's going to look a lot different this year. Um, but it's, you know, it's been a great event for us every four years. And now now we get to do it for ourselves. It was always for the benefit of, you know, American Cancer Society or uh, the SAM Fund, a charity we worked closely with. And it was always the, for the benefit of, of somebody else. Now we're going to be able to kind of uh, keep it in-house. And, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you eat what you kill kind of thing, right? So um, we're looking forward to it. And uh, it's just a lot of nice, it's, a, it's, it's refreshing in a way, but it's also a lot of pressure. So uh, for now, I think the guests are going to take a little bit of a backseat. But, you know, certainly you'll be the first to know. Uh, we've got a very short list of people that will be, uh, you know, of the cream of the crop that, oh, that we'll be bringing in. No once pressure. We back. <laughs> once we go back to having some guests on. Um, well, well, good. I, I clearly always, even though it takes sometimes two or two or three years to get you back on the show, always enjoy <laughs> chatting with you. And, 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 you know, like I said, life gets, life gets crazy. Life gets a little bit busy, but I uh, want to hear more about the foundation. Uh, I've looked into it a little bit, but, but I'd love to, to a hear more for myself, but also let other you know, let other folks hear kind of what what you've got going on. So the ordinary Mar- marathoner foundation. What what what's yeah. the what's the mission? What's the goal? What was the impetus to start it? Kind of you know give us give us the scoop. Sure, um, you know it's funny. I, I I find you and I have like we we're parallel, but we've kind of just we go different ways slightly, you know, and uh, and and but our communities kind of they overlap a little bit mm-hmm. for sure. And I think what you find in both of them are uh, some really, really amazing people, smart people, generous people, kind people. Um, there is a small percentage of the running community that is not that way, but it doesn't exist in our groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the, and it, you know, it's a small percentage, right. but it, it, but it doesn't exist in that groups. And when it has made its appearance in my group, it gets ushered out the door immediately. And I don't even have to do it. Other people do it for me. Uh, but those people that, um, that train all the time, that check in all the time, that support people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a community. It's a real community. And what we thought here was we have an incredible asset. We have all these people that are smart and kind and generous and, and want to help people. Let's provide them a vehicle to do so. And so we talked to a bunch of people and, you know, I, I, I started asking questions around the community. Well, gee, what do you know? This person's an attorney. And gee, what do you know? This person teaches nonprofit governance at a college. Mm. Whoa, I have some resources here. Uh, so we got to work creating bylaws, getting incorporated. The idea was um, we had all these people. All these people have great, great personal stories, causes that are personal to them. But we didn't necessarily have a cause. We just knew running. We just mm. how do we incorporate running with all this? And the thing about running is um, – the physical benefits, the physical fitness benefits, the health benefits, the mental health, be- all of this stuff is how priority number one in American culture these days. When you see the obesity crisis, the depression crisis, uh, you know, it's it's priority number one. And if it's not, it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's important. And running, it may not be, it may not fix all the problems, uh, but, it, you know, it's a great, it's a, it's a great sort of, uh, I was going to say medicine, maybe that's not the right word, but it's a kind of a great medicine. Right. So, you know, we have, um, one, one guy, uh, one guy in our group on our board, uh, he was 48 years old. They diagnosed, diagnosed him with autism at 48 years old. Wow. And he just embraced that cause. And he said, you know what? Um, I would love to help autistic people. And I think that the sport of running is really good um, depending on, on where you are on the spectrum, but it's really good for a lot of, it can help a lot of autistic people. Boom. That's our first program. We're going to help autistic people train. We're going to, we're going to, and it's really, you know, you do some of the research behind it and it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a great vehicle, uh, for a lot of people who are diagnosed with autism. Um, we recently had someone else say, uh, you know, my mom was in a, was in a home for years and never got outside and never got, you know, never went for a walk and never saw the sun. Um, you know, I had to drive all this way to go see her and then take her out. And it would be like the only time she would get out in the month. And so let's do a program where we help people get outside, go for walks. And, and, and so that's it, you know, and none of these things are, these, they're all at the idea phase. Some of them are more, 
uh, they're more developed than others. I think we're going to be rolling out our, our, the autism program in, in April. So it's soon. Uh, my wife and I are starting running clinics with local kids. And one of the things that, that we, when we talked to our department of recreation, they have a scholarship program where kids who are, especially foster kids, some that you don't even think of uh, foster kids, they don't have money to join the basketball team to join the, you know, so we're going to start a run clinic through our department of recreation. And if there are kids out there whose parents don't have the 30 bucks or 40 bucks uh, to, to do the run clinic, we're going to, we're going to provide that for them. And we've, we've actually, we've joined with a sneaker, uh, sorry, a shoe, uh, a running store and they're going to help fund equipment. And, you know, if the kid doesn't have proper shoes and stuff like that. So um, this has taken off. It's taken off in a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, we have a military veteran. I mean, another, another community that you, you read about depression and suicide rates in the military veteran community. And you're like, you know, I mean, look, running may not be the cure for everybody, but it couldn't hurt. And it's certainly, you know, and, and there's certainly plenty of people out there who will profess that running has saved their lives in ways. And, and not that we're out there saving lives, but lives necessarily, but we're looking to improve them. And if we can do that through running and the things that we know as a coach, as a, you know, as, as a podcaster, as someone who runs a community, um, I want to take advantage of that spirit and, and sort of like that asset that we, that we have, you know, you run a community, you have great people in that community. Um, you give them an opportunity to, to do something great, to do something good. Maybe they'll do it. And so far so good for us. It looks like we're, we're getting things done and we're, you know, uh, I, I don't have any results to show you yet, but mm. it feels good. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And uh, in case there was any any doubt that you're a better person than I am, um, the fact that you've got this thing going, I think I think erases it. Because you mentioned earlier, I mean, this is like a, a full-time job. And and I feel like like myself, A, I mean, like I've never thought about starting a nonprofit. Like it's just not something that's that's ever been on my radar. But B, I feel like, <laughs> like maybe I'm the king of getting things started and then kind of eh, moving on to the next thing before it, it ever kind of comes to fruition. <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess all that to say, were there times in the past year where it was like, what are we doing? Like, this is too much. Like this undertaking is ridiculous. Like, like let's like focus right on <laughs> like, like, like maybe right now. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, you know, it, you make it sound like it, went pretty smoothly and pretty easily. And I'm pretty sure that, that probably isn't the quite exact, perfectly clear picture. Um, but, but I mean, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, like, was there ever times that you're really questioning why we're doing this or was the, the, the why always so powerful that you were going to get through the, the rough patches, no matter what? Well, I'll tell you what, and I'm going to give you like sort of a running analogy here. Um, if you're training for your first marathon, there's that point in training Maybe you start running 16 miles, 17 miles, and it's taking your whole day, and you're wondering, you're wondering, what the hell did I get myself into? Do I really want to be out here doing all this stuff? Do, am I really ready for the responsibility it's going to take to get to success? And you kind of adopt that attitude, and you know, I've been in that situation before. I tell you what, the pressure right now, Denny, has never been dialed up more than it is right at this moment. <laughs> But I know I have a great team behind me because uh, if you think about this moment, because we've just raised over $3,000. Now I got to take now all those people that donated and I got it. One of the things I was unprepared for was the feeling of getting people to uh, of getting donations. Mm. I, you know, I kind of just I, I knew there were good people out there. I knew people would be open to the concept. I knew we were going to get donations. Um, but then when they started coming in and some of the numbers were like, whoa, and some of the people, people I didn't think either had the means or. And you just, you're touched by it every single time. And it's like, whoa, it's like, it, it, this was unexpected emotion. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, but it dials up the pressure to produce results, right? Uh, and the thing is, the more results you give, you get the more, the more this is going to grow and get bigger and become successful. So, um, you know, it's, uh, the pressure's never been dialed up more, but I'm confident. And I look around at some of the team that we have in place I am also, I, I, there are plenty of projects, Denny, that I have started, uh, many of them recently that have never gotten done. Projects that I have, uh, I have even like reached out and gotten help, people to commit help for, uh, like, hey, will you spend some time with me to help me advance this project? Oh yeah, it's a great idea. And then it's been like three months and I haven't done anything on it yet. So uh, I, I do that too, but this is one where I can't, you know, I can't really fail. There is no option mm -hmm. to fail. And right now, Yes, the pressure's dialed up, 
Um, but I, you know, I got a great team. I got a great team. I got, you know, we have, we have our, our board of directors and we also have behind that, we have something we call the advisory board, um, which is people that, uh, which is made up of people that I knew, I knew pretty much either had time or just really had that generosity and that desire to help people um, or had ideas of things that we could do. Cause I kind of went in this without that idea. I just knew I, I just had good people. This was my mm-hmm. asset, good people. And, uh, and now that we've kind of been able to get that focus together on the things that we can do uh, and the projects that we can do together, man, I, I tell you, I, I'm, uh, it's almost like a, I, I'm, I'm surprised day to day. I'm so I get a new surprise from somebody who's working for, for us. Uh, I, by the way, no one's paid. No one's getting paid. I'm not getting paid. My board's not getting paid. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to necessarily commit to that long term. It's not like I'm saying, you know, I know some charities like we no one gets, gets paid. Those charities tend to kind of go down. It's not sustainable because of how much effort goes into it. You, like Exactly. So I don't yeah. want to say that we're never going to, but for this year and most likely next year, um, unless opportunity, and I also don't want to close the door to opportunities. You know, if right. I can pay someone $70,000 to come in and raise me $2 million, it's a pretty good trade off. Yeah. I do that all day. Right. I do that trade all day long. So I'm not going to say no. Uh, but for right now, the us involved right now, no one's taking salaries. We're all kind of running out of love and we're trying to develop something that's sustainable and long term. Uh, and I think for now, that sacrifice is worth it. And and eventually, maybe, maybe not. But for now, yes, it's, it's mm-hmm. worth it. Um, I, I just, you know, there, there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of pressure, but uh, I think we're handling it fine for now. Mm-hmm. And I think once we see the results of some of these programs that are going to go into action, um, I think it's going to, it's going to just drive you to, to be even bigger and better. And it's going to open up worlds of opportunity for us too, because people see that you're having success and then it's like, wait, I want to be a part of that too. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. Awesome. Awesome. And, and obviously uh, people listening that, that are enjoying this and, and the idea behind it can, can donate, uh, like we said, ordinarymarathoner.com is the main website. And I know there's a link to it from there, but where's the, where's the direct link to the, to the foundation's website? Ordinarymarathonerfoundation.org. So okay. it's a lot of spelling. A lot of spelling. Uh, <laughs> you, can work your, you can work your way through that. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of letters, but uh, it seemed to be the best, um, the best option for us URL-wise. Absolutely. Well, we'll of course have that linked in the show notes as well. Um, make it, make it as easy to find as, as possible. Uh, as far as the marathon, the, the ordinary marathon, the, the virtual race that you've been doing, what, four years now, four or five years, something like that. Um, what's, uh, you know, I'm sure that's, that's like you said, kill what you eat. Like, like it probably takes on a whole nother level of, of specialness and importance and, and whatnot, because no longer is it to donate to somebody else, but it's to, to, help to, 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 you know, build what you're, what you're building. Um, what's, uh, what's the time frame for that? What's, you know, as much as you can share as far as plans, like you said, some things changing this year, but, uh, you know, what, what's, what's lined up for the ordinary marathon this year. So right now, uh, it's still 10 days. It's a 10 day, it's a 10 day virtual race. Um, still going to have our giveaways. Uh, we do a giveaway every day and we do a giveaway on, uh, on, on who, who runs the most miles, which is always a an, an unique challenge for some people. <laughs> Um, and we also do a giveaway typically for, uh, whoever's sort of the most inspirational. Cause a lot of times you get in, you know, last year we gave it, uh, one of our runners got hurt before they were able to finish. Uh, they wanted to finish a 26.2 distance over the 10 days and they got injured. And we had, um, an, another participant's, uh, son who I think is six or seven years old ran the extra miles in that person's honor. And I thought that that was such a great thing for a kid to do and to realize and, and f- that we gave him. Uh, we gave him the prize for that. So we do giveaways. Um, the, I don't want to, so, so we're, re, we're kind of doing a little bit of a relaunch. It's May, it's going to be May 7th through May 16th. Uh, that encompasses mother's day, mm-hmm. um, which we did last year too. And it actually, that turned out to be really good. You know, we do our slideshow at the end. You're, you're in it, mm-hmm. uh, from last year. Uh, we got a couple shots of Denny on there and I, I really think, you know, it's in the past, it's been really, I, I, when I think of virtual races, how many, how many times you just, it's like kind of like the throwaway because uh, now it's like the throwaway because their race got canceled. Mm-hmm. Right. So a big race gets canceled. They have a virtual, they send you your packet in the mail. Here's your medal. Uh, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the experience isn't special and I feel like ours is kind of unique and different this year. So, uh, you know, I don't, if you can't share, don't <laughs> share. People will stick around. You're like, you know, like you said, there's a lot of overlap. So, you know, people, um, you know people will find out. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm so excited about it. And we're doing this official relaunch. It's probably going to, we're going to do this like relaunch of it because it's open all, you can register all year round. But what happens when you do that all year round is it kind of, we have moments where things get hot and then we don't talk about it for a month and then it gets hot again. doesn't, you know, it's like hot and cold. So we want to kind of just bring it up to the forefront again. Uh, And we're kind of trying to save all of our, 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 our announcements for next week, but there are some really, really good ones pertaining to the foundation and how we're going to focus, um, a lot of energy on this race this year, much more, you know, in the past, it's been like, all right, yeah, it starts, race starts today and it ends in 10 days and somewhere around day seven, day eight, like people kind of start forgetting that they're in the middle of a race and that they're, you know, right. some people are still on it, but some people kind of like, you know, it, it drops to the side because it's uh, 10 days, is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to, we're going to try to make sure that doesn't happen this year. And we're going to try to keep people uh, involved and focused all 10 days of the race. We're going to kind of have a theme, I think for every day. And, um, it's going to be really special for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, you got me on pins and needles. I guess, I guess I need to, to make sure I'm, I'm double, double checking the, the, the emails and the, the Facebook <laughs> posts and things like that in the next week or 10 days to kind of get the scoop. Um, yeah, we'll on and, Monday and, with some, with some more news, I think. Fantastic. And, and certainly I'll get the, that'll give me the nudge to get myself signed back up again as well. Cause, uh, it's certainly, you know, yeah, oh yeah. Happy to do it. And, and, you know, like, I, I don't know about everybody else listening, of course, but like the virtual race thing, it's never really been something that I've been like, it doesn't like really light me up. Um, but when there's, a, when, but when there's a good cause, it's yeah. like, Hey, you know, now, now, now I, I get it. I get to support a, a good cause. Um, and also, you know, do something to kind of spruce things up a little bit as far as, you know, sometimes just the monotony and especially in the last year where there hasn't been a lot of races, like, Hey, spruce it up a little bit, support a good cause, win-win situation. Um, so, so May, early part of May. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mother's Day, that kind of, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we actually, so what we, some of the things that we did this year, we dropped, we dropped our registration fee to 10 bucks. Mm. Um, because what we found was some people, they just, you know, we, we were including the metal and we were including, you know, and then for a little bit more, we'd include the shirt. Um, and this year what we did was we just made it more a la carte. So it's $10 to race. You get a, a personalized bib which some people are really creative mm-hmm. with the names that they throw on those personalized bibs. They're really creative. Um, so you get a personalized bib. And then if you want to add the metal, it's $9. If you want to add a shirt, it's 15. Uh, you can add either or, or both. Um, and then if you want to add a, an, an additional donation to the charity, that's appreciated, but not necessary. So mm-hmm. you can definitely, you can easily raise for 10 bucks and you know, it's all good. It's all, you know, we just wanted to open it up. We didn't want, we didn't want finances to, to be an excuse not to right. do it. Right. So we made it as cheap as we possibly could uh, for people to come and run with us and, and join in. And I think, you know, especially in the environment this year, like I said, I think we've been inundated with virtual races. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's the, it's the catch all after you don't, you know, after you don't have a race. And so, you know, I think a lot of us probably had some, not necessarily bad, but you know, it's the experience of a, of a virtual sometimes is not as fulfilling as a real race. And if they don't do anything added or if there isn't anything mm-hmm. to kind of spice it up, which I think we do a lot to spice it up, uh, then it's, you know, it's blah. And then, and then right. the virtual races get a bad, a bad rap, but it, that's not us. We're uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say we have the best virtual race in existence. You're not going to get an argument from me. You're not going to get an argument from me at all. So I'm saying that with, with utter confidence and, yep. and I, and I don't always have that, but uh <laughs> Uh, but our race, I don't think I'd have, ne- I have not seen one better put it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. No, definitely would encourage folks to, to get signed up for that. Um, and, and, and again, you know, even if, even if you've got, here's, here's my little plug, right? Like, like my hesitation would be like, well, you know, races are starting to finally come back and like, I'm kind of virtual raced out. Well, like, you know, what a good way to like peak training or, you know, to get a good, get a good block in before you really start getting into your race or to come out of your race and then, just, you know, have a good excuse to keep going for, for 10 days or two weeks. And then hopefully that leads into, Hey, we're just going to keep cruising through the summer, uh, the ordinary marathon. So, so check all that good stuff out. Anything else to add on the race, Scott? Well, just on, you know, on that note though, Denny, we had, we had someone on, uh, on day one of our race a couple of years ago, Brian Burke, who you may or may not know, he's mm-hmm. an ultra runner. Uh, he, our race started the same day. He did a 100 mile ultra race. So, so he, t- we, he just we, like threw down and then there, there you go. He's, he's good. You know what? Someone beat him. Someone awesome. beat him with the total because he was he was kind of cooked after his race. Right. Yeah. He didn't run much after that. <laughs> yep. Yep. And someone beat him. So um, it's kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, obviously most people don't compete for that prize right. um, and it's honor system, too. So it's not 
you know, we, we trust our people. So, you know, it's not like we're sitting there with our Strava and adding things up where it's kind of honor system. Um, but so far, I mean, it's been, it's been kind of like a fun addition. It's not like, you know, it's not like a $10,000 prize. You're not right. Really- right. Yeah. It, it ain't worth cheating for just be right. honest, have yeah, fun exactly. with it. Exactly. So it's all in good fun and, uh, and we love doing it. So good deal. Good deal. Well, as we're, you got it all. Excellent. Excellent. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be throwing my, my, hat in the ring again this year. And I, I won't be going for the, the top mileage prize. I don't think I'll just be, you know, churning away, churning and burning, getting my miles in, um, and, uh, supporting a cause at the same time and hope some other folks will as well. Uh, Scott, as we're wrapping up, I think this is probably at least the second time. I don't know if we did, did we do philosophical questions the very first time? I don't know if we did that or not. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, don't I know remember. we did last time, although I don't remember what, what question right. I asked you, but we're, we're going to get you out the door with another, with yeah, a philosophical man. question. Um, and just, just would be, uh, be curious. And, and again, maybe this is what I've asked before. I don't, I, I didn't go back and listen to that part of it to, to understand if I did or not, but whatever. Um, why, why do you run, you know, at this point in your life with, with the new, with the, with the, the foundation going life being crazy coaching, um, what, I mean, you know, like you said, kind of running is kind of part of who you are at this point, but, but why, but why, why is running part of who you are? You know, I, it's funny. Cause I've, I've been exploring this question. <laughs> it's funny how that lines up and it wasn't prearranged. Like literally just I've lines up. I've been exploring that question. Um, uh, and I, it's actually, it's funny because it kind of, it, it meshes with, with one of the programs that we've been looking at. Um, I, I was always, I was always competitive growing up, but I was a sports guy, right? I wasn't a running guy. Running was my sports punishment. Right. Which means how does that, where does that mesh? Where does that come back? And, and where does it, how does that connect uh, later in life? Um, when I, you know, you play for years, I played college football until my senior year. And then what happens is you have your last game and they don't really prep you for life after sports. And, and it's sad because there's actually something called uh, post-athletic depression, which is potentially one of the, the programs that we may start looking into to helping and adding to the foundation. Um, they don't, they, you don't replace that. You don't replace that, 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 um, conduit that that release for for your for your your training your activity your physical activity your competitive nature mm-hmm. right you want to win games now all of a sudden that competitive nature is gone and does it translate to your occupation well i don't know if you're in a cubicle maybe it does for a little bit maybe you're in that corporate ladder you're trying to climb up and maybe you can use that competitiveness to do that but at a certain point in everyone's career you kind of hit the top or you hit the that point where it's like all right where you get kind of stuck or flustered and you know you, you maybe for me it was weight gain uh, it was blood pressure medication. I was 280 pounds and on blood pressure medication. And now my doctor like takes my blood pressure and thinks that it's not even my blood pressure. It's my heart rate. And she looks at my heart rate and she's like, uh, you know, it's too low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has to ask me questions about it because it's too low. Um, but for me, it was like I, I had to come up with something to fill that void. And it took me 20 years to do it. It took me 20 years to fill that void uh, of finding something that I could be competitive with and then kind of accepting it as, look, I, I'm going to go race. And the whole very nature of a race is to beat everybody else and to win. But then that's not really it because I'm never going to win with the people that I compete against. You know, I'm never going to go and do the New York City Marathon and come in first. That's not going to happen. Um, Don't sell yourself short, Scott. Anything's possible. I know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm working on it. I'm still training hard. Uh, training, hashtag training works. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's competing with yourself, right? It's competing mm-hmm. with yourself. It's, um, it's putting in the time. Uh, it's realizing that in a way, training makes me a better person. It, it you know, I mean, here's the eat for the eat, pray, love portion of the show, right? Uh, there, when you you talk about life and we're getting really philosophical because you asked me, you talk about life. It's like, there's three things, right? There's your mental health and what's between the ears. And that could be like your intelligence or your attitude or how you treat things. Uh, there is your spiritualness and why, you know, the whole, why am I here? What, am, mm-hmm. what's my purpose? And then there's, you know, you get this body, right? You get this, it's, there's the physical, you know, and I hate to like, uh, give like all those gym meatheads, like super credit, <laughs> but it matters. It mm-hmm. matters. Strong, your strength, your, your, your speed, you can always be better. And it may not, you know, it may not be right for everyone, but it's one of those three prongs and it's one of those, you know, keys to life. And for me, it helps, it helps the, the physical supports the mental in, in many different ways. And it, you know, and, and I've, I, I no longer have high blood pressure, uh, I could probably stand to use to lose a couple pounds still, but you know, it's, um, it's a conduit for my competitiveness for sure. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and I think it keeps me on the right track. So it's 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 more than just a watch. It's more than just a medal. It's and I think you know in the beginning it was something to prove to myself that I could do a marathon, that I could do an Ironman, and now it's more like this is my lifestyle, you know, and this is this is who I am. It's part of me. Uh, so that's why I run. Mm, love it. And uh, as as is often the case, I'm sitting here just basically nodding my head the whole time, and I'm sure that a lot of folks listening can uh, can say the same thing. It's like, yeah, that's that's Look, kind man, of. Who- you want to fill it? We could talk about it longer if you like. Oh no, <laughs> I mean we could, we could, but uh, uh, I think I think we've made the point. And and it's one thing I've I'm still struggling to learn seven years later is once you make the point, don't keep belaboring it. Just yeah. make your point, move it on. Yeah, I'm guilty as uh, charged. <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to check out more of Scott's ramblings and, and good points and things like that, uh, OrdinaryMarathoner.com, like I said, is, is the home base for everything. Uh, but the podcast is Ordinary Marathoner. They got a Facebook group too that I will say is the second best Facebook group for runners uh, because I'm going to put the stake down that, that our group is, uh, is the best. But there's a lot of overlap, of course. So maybe, I don't know, maybe some yeah, of that yeah. overlap, y'all can argue about which group but is We need is a merger. Better. Um, but, uh, lots of good stuff that Scott's putting out on Twitter at Ord, O-R-D, at Ord Marathoner, at O-M-F Charity for more things about the foundation and kind of following along as they go there. Um, and then once again, disruns.com slash 928 for the links for today is the link for today's show notes, uh, episode 336, episode 581. If you want to go back and kind of hear, hear how life has evolved for Scott over the years and how our conversations have evolved over the years and, and compare and contrast and take notes, all the good stuff. But, uh, Scott, thanks for, uh, for taking the time today. Certainly uh, have appreciated it. Uh, hopefully we can get some folks to, to participate in the ordinary marathon this year uh, and, and continue to support the work that you've got going on there. And obviously now with the, with the work with the foundation and the, and the, the great ways that you're supporting uh, communities outside of just quote unquote, just the running community, uh, but keep doing the great work. And if there's anything that we can do to support you, let us know, but otherwise, thanks for the time again today. Great catching up. And I'm looking forward to doing it again soon at some point. Great. Thank you so much, Danny. Danny, you do an awesome job here. I got to say it's, uh, you know, it's nice to see you, the both, the two of us still here going on. And, uh, you know, I, I actually don't listen to my podcast a lot because I can't hear myself talk, but actually my, my wife, my wife and I took a long drive and we put, put in, uh, your podcast and, and actually put in a podcast of, with me on it. And we were able to listen wow. to it the whole way through. Um, for, so I think, I think you do a great job and, and just keep it up, brother. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Scott and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from today? Um, lots of things that I feel like we, we that I could have focused on as a takeaway. Uh, but for me, it, it's it's maybe this is the first time that the introductory question has led me to the takeaway. And the reason is, it's kind of like I mentioned in, in the show, um, Scott's favorite distance to race and why has evolved over the years. Um, if you go back to the first one, it was the it was the full Ironman, I believe. was At least that was what he was working towards. If you go back to the second time we talked, it was the half marathon. And now it's whatever distance that he finds fun. And... The reason I, I say that, and I mean, I even kind of mentioned it in the in, in in our conversation, but it just kind of has stuck with me since then, is the idea that we there, there's no reason that we need to pigeonhole ourselves into certain race distances. Um, it's okay if we change our goals over time. Um, a, I mean, that's kind of what happens. Like life changes, life is moving. We are changing all the time, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. Heaven forbid we, we change our taste of, of what distances we prefer to race. Now, obviously there's nothing wrong that, that or there's nothing that says you have to change. If you love the half marathon, the five, if you love the 5k, maybe you need to get your head <laughs> kidding. Uh, but you know, if you love the 5k, great. If you love the, the marathon, great. If you love ultra distances, half marathon, whatever it is, it's awesome. If you love it, if you, it's fun, rock and roll. Stay in that stay in that lane. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you get to a point where maybe you're burnt out on a distance, or maybe you're curious about another distance, nothing says you can't try something different. Who knows? You might like it more. You might find a new favorite distance. Or, if not, you can always go back. And I, I guess for me, it just it just boils down to this idea that and I'm guilty of this, absolutely guilty of this. I feel like, like I've kind of made my bed and now I need to lay in it. And in some cases, yes, that's true. 
But in a lot of cases, and certainly in a lot of cases, it relates to running and racing. There's nothing that says you can't change your mind. There's nothing that says you can't try something different. There's nothing that says you shouldn't change your mind to try something different. Except for sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes we get in our own head. At least I do. Maybe you're, maybe you're more evolved than I am. You're probably more evolved than I am. Let's not kid ourselves. But, you know, I, I definitely get in my way sometimes about, oh, well, you know, I've got this marathon goal, so marathon needs to be my favorite distance. Like, I still like running marathons and still probably is my favorite distance. But if a year from now, five years from now, that's not the case. Okay. Change it up. Nothing wrong with that. So that, that's my takeaway today is just, just that reminder that we, we, you know, we do this for fun. It needs to stay that way. And if that means we're changing our distances or changing from road running to trail running or vice versa or whatever it is from running to tri- triathlons or multi-sports or from multis to running only or wh- whatever, do it, do it. Make sure you're having fun first and foremost. Everything else is just details to, to slightly butcher Whose slogan was that back in the day? Something life is, oh, it was like a t-shirt thing, right? Like life is, life is running. The rest is just details. I think I had a life is hockey. Everything else is just details shirt. Anyway, I digress. Don't be afraid to change your mind once in a while. So that was, that was my takeaway from today. A good little reminder for me, I think, and, and maybe for you as well, but certainly for me. Uh, but what about you? What about, what, what about from this episode or what about from this episode? Come on, Diz, you speak for a living. Don't, don't be afraid to, you know, make coherent sense once in a while. What from this episode stood out to you? What was your takeaway? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode. Uh, as promised, we got all the links there, all the things linked up. Uh, but there's also that comment section down at the bottom of the page. So you can leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, and takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash 928. Once again, Dizruns.com slash 928 is the link for today's show notes. Uh, let me know. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and your takeaways from today's episode and, and hoping that uh, we can we can make a little, uh, little push into uh, getting some folks to sign up for the Ordinary Marathon and, and making, making our collective presence felt. Anyway, I'll be there. Hope you'll be there too. Um, and uh, what, what was I going to say? I guess that's it. I guess, I guess I'm running out of things to say, so I might as well just stop trying to, to say things. Uh, Dizruns.com slash coffee. If you want to get some coffee to support your coffee habit, support my podcasting slash business habit. Uh, they work out well together. Uh, and, and get yourself a literal good cup of coffee. Dizruns.com slash coffee. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thank you all for listening. As always, I certainly appreciate it. If you enjoyed this one, hit that share button. That always it helps me out. But in this case, it also helps Scott out a little bit too. Help spread the news on his show. Help spread the word on what he's got going on with the foundation, the Ordinary Marathon, all that good stuff. Certainly, you know, great dude. I'm happy to help him out. Would be honored if you'd help him out as well by hitting that share button, spreading the word. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys. Mm-hmm.